Welcome back, petty people. This week on 99 Problems and Bitch, you might be one of them. We're complaining about not staying ready and therefore making the rest of us wait for you to get ready. Just to review, this podcast has three hosts, me, Rage, and me, Flash Flood, and me, Riptide. <laughs> All right, let's, let's talk about something positive. Um, I did not have a ton of highlights this week. My highlight was that today we had a sales meeting at the office. Um, it didn't start until an hour after I got into the office. So, um, the first hour, hour I was there, I, well, first of all, I got to the office a half hour late. Then I sat around, ate a donut, and it was on my phone. Then I went to the sales meeting and just sat in a corner and listened to all the sales stuff. And then I didn't do anything the rest of the day. So, that was a nice day. Because I didn't do anything. I'm glad that you had a day where you did nothing. <laughs> right? Take I love that for bank. you. <laughs> love it. Um, I guess I will go on to my positivity point so we can keep this going. Um, I met my fitness goal this meet. I set out this week. My fitness goal this week. I don't know the fuck I'm saying. Anyway, I set out to go to the gym four times, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. I went all four days. This morning I woke up and I was like, you don't have to go. You went three days. You didn't go. You went zero days last week and you went three days this week. So you don't really need to go these four. And I said, bitch, you're awake. So get the fuck out of bed and take your ass over there. And I did that. I did that. And yesterday they had the mile benchmark and I knocked 12 seconds off my mile time. I took it down from 742 to 730. That's amazing. Dang, yeah. 12 seconds. When's the last time you did it? Either way, 12 seconds is a big knockoff. But Thank you. Good let job. Let me see. Let me answer your question because I would like to give myself my flowers. Hmm. This is going to take a minute. <laughs> Why are y'all the same person? <laughs> Why am I even here? <laughs> Not that we both did that. That just brought me so much joy. That's my positivity point. <laughs> okay, so the last time I did the mile benchmark was on May 17th. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a decent amount of time for that amount of time. Especially considering, like, I'm really bad with working out over the summer. I do the best I can. I go outside. I go for walks. But, like, there is no motivation for me to wake up and go to a 5 a.m. gym class because I don't need to be up and out of bed and get dressed and put my contacts in. I can do whatever the fuck I want within reason. So. Yeah. And you had a lot of life events. Mm, Yeah. So, apparently, I can run. Look at you, running. Are you running towards something or away from something? I'm running through the six. (laughs) With your woes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now I can keep up. (laughs) Wait, did y'all see the people complaining about Drake's concert because he was just rearranging all of his songs and they couldn't sing along with him? (laughs) Which sounds like a very Drake thing to do. (laughs) Um, Anywho. Oh, go ahead, Rage. Yeah, no, I was just going to say I don't really follow him. That's all. I don't follow him either. I get all my news from TikTok. <laughs> um, my positivity point is that I woke up Wednesday and said, fuck this job and put in my two weeks notice. And on September 1st, I will be done and will be full time working for my damn self. Gotta wow. throw that ass in a circle to celebrate. I'm surprised I put in notice. If it wasn't for, like, the uh, ethics, okay, I would have yes. not done that. I was gonna say, why did you even bother? <laughs> but okay. It's unethical to abandon your clients, allegedly. Mm. I mean, I guess for their abandoned. sake. Mm. They laid a bunch of people off and abandoned the clients, so... Well, we know who yeah. the better one is. I mean, I feel like... I. And speaking of laying people off, I think I saw somebody once on, like, one of the... Either Talks or Better Help, I don't know, I have in my email, like, five years ago. By accident. Because it was my EAP program, and they kept trying to direct me to it. But either way, EAP is program. Not, not That's not the point. Why did I get an email today being, like, that person's leaving the practice? I don't and? even know Susan. 
<laughs> I can't. That reminds me from the letter last week about the flowers. I heard that that manager is now working for BetterHelp, which is just sad. Hmm. Okay. Anywho, speaking of people who do not stay ready, because if oh, she damn, was, was ready, she'd have a better job. No. The manager. Oh, no. I was wondering if I was supposed to introduce this, but no, I did the letters. So, go ahead, girl. You know I'd just be transitioning whenever I want to. I support it. Um, I didn't write this one, but, um... Yes, talking about people who do not stay ready, because I think if you've listened to this podcast enough, you know that we are all for preparation. So you were waiting in line to order, and then you get to the register, you don't have your card, you don't have the groceries on the thing. Why? Why are you unprepared? Every time. I always get, like, uh, anxiety right before I'm going to order at, like, a, a new fast food place. Even in, like, the drive through line, I'm trying to... Okay. <laughs> I went to Taco Bell this week, and I don't ever... I don't usually go there. Like, I rarely, rarely go there. And so, I was running some errands during my lunch break, and then I was like, I'm really hungry. There's a Taco Bell here. I'm going to go to Taco Bell. And as I was driving, I was like, I hope there's a line so that I have time to look at the menu on my phone before I get to the order station. (laughs) Because I didn't know what it was and I didn't want to hold other people up. But why are more people not like that? (laughs) That Am I the problem or is that someone else? Okay, no, I don't think you're the problem because actually <laughs> as you said this, I realize how upsetting it is that when you go to a fast food spot in order to order something, the menu is exactly where you place the order. I would like to view the menu before I get to where I'm placing the order. Then you hop on. I literally roll up and you're like, all right, what's your order? And it's like, ma'am, I just got here. Mm. I want to see what my who's... options are. You know who's real good for that? Cookout. And for those of you who are listening have never been to Cookout, just Google their fucking menu. Because, bitch, it's not even legible, and you're asking me what I want. You have 79 items on this drive through menu. 79? Look at Google it, Rage. Google Cookout menu so you can see how chaotic it is. But you then- know who I appreciate, though, I don't go to, but the people, my coworkers like to go to? Um, Hanes. Because I feel like, correct, and if you guys have been to Cane's, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't really go there either, but they have one item, one plate, and you, the only difference in all of their options is, like, the quantity that you get on your, on your plate. I feel like that's true. They might, yeah, it's basically so just get, chicken tenders. Like, you're going to get, like, three chicken tenders <laughs> with some fries, four chicken tenders with some fries, Etc. There's that one God-fearing restaurant that always has the people waiting outside in the elements to take your order. <laughs> and the people just walk up to your window and they're like, what do you want? Like, girl, can I get a menu? Then <laughs> they show it to you with, like, their iPad. <laughs> the back of their iPad, they just stick that in your face. <laughs> that everybody else has touched. They, Ew. <laughs> ew. Okay. Um, speaking of, the second one that was written on here, I assume that Flash Flood wrote these, but she's very quiet, so I guess maybe not. Girl, I don't know if I'd be over here on drugs or what. I don't remember writing any of these. I thought you wrote them, and it must have been me. I wrote some of these, but I started at, like, letter K. Girl, (laughs) she wrote three. (laughs) I just be mad over here, like, and I don't even remember. I did start at D. I started at D, to be fair. So you only wrote three. Okay, okay. I feel a little bit better now because I was concerned. I was like, yo, I got blanks in my history. When was I mad? Who hurt me? I need to bring up a dissociation screening at my next session. To be honest, okay, can we add to this? To say that I'm trying to read the second point and I am so confused. So I'm going to read it. Okay. I shared the restaurant and restaurant before we got to the restaurant. (laughs) But now you need 15 minutes to look over the menu and I'm hungry. Why? I feel like this was written while she was hangry. 
she was hangry with it's like emphasis i I need you to know that i was stone cold sober when i wrote this i have no excuses she wrote this how i read (laughs) when i'm at work and i'm trying to read and i have to read like the same paragraph like five times before i understand what i just read five times already i don't know I don't think I need y'all to drag me like this. Anyway, so I shared the restaurant and I shared the menu, but we get to the restaurant and now you need 15 minutes to look over the menu that you had in advance and I'm hungry. And the server keeps coming back and she keeps asking, what do y'all want? Like, bitch. I order. I hate an indecisive ass person. I will just start ordering, especially if I know it's someone who's indecisive, like my aunt. We could go to the same restaurant every single time we go out to eat and this bitch will look at the menu like she's never seen it before in her goddamn life and so what i've started doing okay my brother's whistling randomly um (laughs) what i've started doing is instead of like you know they're like oh give us a few more minutes i go she'll be ready by the time we get to her just start here because we're not doing it you're just gonna order the same shit you get every every time anyways (laughs) i'm not waiting 20 minutes because you were trying to look interesting (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what she's doing, but she wasn't but, prepared. But I think I want to say on my note, I can't stand bitches who go to restaurants starving. Because you know it's going to take a minute. So now you're complaining that you're starving when we got here. And you knew we was at, we showed up to, I don't know. I'm not going to say Chick-fil-A. That's not a sit-down restaurant. We got the Hooters at 6 p.m. Why did you show up here on an empty stomach? And I like, and I'm not saying you should go having eaten because obviously that's stupid. But you got here during prime time, and you know it's going to take 45 minutes. First of all, there's no reservation, so it's going to take a minute to be seated. It's going to take a minute to order and get our food. And now you're complaining in my ear about how you hungry, bitch. Why didn't you stay ready? Keep a snack with you at all times, like a toddler. Make enough money to order an appetizer. (laughs) I'm dead. I wasn't ready. I almost choked on my food. But also that, because I was thinking, as we were saying this, that I just order an appetizer. But sometimes people even be too upset about that. I had someone recently tell me that we couldn't go to Olive Garden because they always take 45 minutes to bring you their food. And I'm like, but you know that it's going to be good and you know it's going to take 45 minutes. So just be prepared because I would like to eat this food. Yeah. You know what? Also, restaurants, all of them, all sit down restaurants who don't do this need to start doing this or bring this back. But where they put bread on the table, where they put chips on the table, where they put peanuts or something on the table. Matter of fact, um, I get why people, like, at bars they used to do, like, the peanuts and stuff, but it would be, like, from a shared kind of container, um, which is disgusting. (laughs) But, um, I recently tried a new sit-down burger place, um, new to me, not new in general, um, And they have this sign at the register that says, we are not a fast food restaurant. Be prepared to wait for your food to cook because there's other people ahead of you. And it says, if you're really hungry, help yourself to some peanuts. And they have shelled peanuts at the front of the restaurant where you can, like, serve some into, like, a little bowl and take it to your table while you wait. Um which was nice, I thought. We weren't that hungry, but it was interesting. I thought you said penis on the table. <laughs> I was like, I absolutely do not want that on my table. I mean, um, I mean, I don't like. Mm, she's not mad at it. <laughs> I have this video of my friend's husband from Halloween several years ago. It's not his penis. It's not his penis. It's not his penis. But he was dressed as a banana. And he, like, slams his banana peel on the table like he's putting his dick on the table. And I remember just being like, I did not anticipate the arrival of that action that you just did. And that was weird. And it sounds like I want my friend's husband. I just want to be clear. I don't want my friend's husband. I don't want men. (laughs) 
So, especially and she banana peely ones. She was also present as he put his banana peel on the table. So, I feel like I need a different visual of this, but also at the same time, I just don't want to know any more about this. It was Halloween, so now I'm about to go find it. I wonder if she's gonna. She might be listening to this, and she's gonna be like, "I remember that." And that's exactly how she sounds, so. Uh, <laughs> I would just prefer we don't slam anything on the table. What if no it was hands. a lot of cash? Don't slam it. Give it just put it in my pocket. Oh, right. <laughs> it doesn't have to go on the table. <laughs> just slide it in my bag. Because <laughs> if you slam it on the table, now I feel like you're challenging me. Mm-hmm. And you want something for that wad of cash. Just, just give it to me. It's okay. Yeah. Um, the next one is you showed up late to a meeting and you don't have a device where you can review the notes and now you're asking questions that were already answered at the beginning of the meeting. Why? Yep. Showing up late. Showing up late is a really good way to get on my fucking shit list to a meeting and then asking questions. So now we have to stop and review that information a second time. Mm. They always come in like, I I know I was a little late, so maybe we already discussed this, but <laughs> but does anybody know about Johnny's IEP? Bitch, ask your friend. Or look at the notes, because meeting. if you had that device where you could review the notes. That too. If your mm. job has a device where you can review the notes, do that. Oh, I this mean, is all, why it's important to have someone taking minutes from the meeting who is also doing an effective job at it. Or and you wait an till someone asks, all right, does anyone have any questions? Not interrupt the whole meeting because you need attention drawn to your issue. That's all too hard for people. And the people who will then re-answer the question, you say, that was addressed. Please review the meeting notes. And if you have any further questions, send me an email. Well, Because I nobody think- else should have to deal with that. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, that's fine. I think this brings up my issue with people who have poor boundaries because that you should have known how to address that question. We discussed it earlier. It's in the notes, but I'd be happy at another time to, I can link it in there for you. Something of the sort. I'm not covering it again. So go ahead and review. Let me know if you have any questions after that. But I put in what we discussed. But people will enable motherfuckers for showing up late and asking questions and they won't call them out. Yes. So if you're a leader, stay ready to lead, bitch. Don't be like over here being, yeah. Um, I think the rest of these are me just dragging myself. Let me see. Nice. Um, we have a standing therapy session at the same time every week. Why are you always late? I don't know. You do. Be Why late am to I always late? <laughs> I was waiting for an answer. <laughs> I don't have one. Piss poor planning. I don't know because I'd be trying to take a five minute nap in between sessions because I'm tired, girl. They'd be running us through I mean, the ringer, and that's why you and quit. Honestly, this one just translates to you start work at the same time every day. So why are you always late? Let me join in on this because honestly, I start work at the same time every day. Why am I always late? And I sure as hell be snoozing my phone all the time. Y'all know. I think I snooze like five times before I actually get up. If you guys know me, you know I have a coworker who shows up at minimum 15 minutes late every single day. Well, and we'll still turn around and leave either early or on time. And it's just like the start as time. She should. No, I'm just kidding. I sure as hell do. <laughs> still leave five minutes early or on time. But to also be fair to myself, Sometimes I work on the weekends, and sometimes I work at night when I get home. So Right. It sounds like you do your job. So part of my problem is that this person is also incompetent. You're showing up late. You're not doing your job. Like, you can't be both stupid and late. You can be one or the other, but not both. That's fair. I feel like Rage and I are both very competent. And so is our friend Brittany. Yeah, that bitch is always late. late. Hella fucking late. I was so nervous. I was late when I went to go see her because my Uber canceled. And so I had to wait for a second Uber and we had a dinner reservation. And I was so nervous because you know that they don't play about dinner reservations in big cities. But I made it. And I was at the same time thinking she can't be mad that I'm late because this bitch always late. Um, anywho, transitioning. 
this one is a particularly frustrating. I I said that word wrong. I'm not saying it again. Um, but very frustrating for me because I deal with this all the time. I deal with the end results. I deal with the um, family members who are distressed. I deal with the parents who are distressed. Why do old people always refuse to fucking sit down with their children and make end-of-life plans? We need to have a will. We need to have a plan for your estate. We need to know what the fuck your wishes are for when you randomly have a stroke and can't talk no more. We need to know these things. Stop punishing the rest of us because you want to avoid the fact that you're getting old and are going to die. We're all going to die one day. Deal with it appropriately. Except vampires. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Was that the right answer? Yeah, and if you look at the next note I wrote, <laughs> death is a, the only guarantee in life with the exception of vampires. Wait, <laughs> because I didn't even read that. We are the same person. I'm so sorry, Rage. <laughs> it's okay. I just asked again why I am here. <laughs> um, this is a good us. one, too, though, because um, I feel like I can relate to this right now because we have some relatives in our family that recent a couple that recently had uh, strokes or something similar anyways um so we've been talking about that in our family is like you know estate planning end of life wishes and stuff and so the uh, only other thing for that is that we also in my family at least we talk about it for us younger family members too because you never know who like what's going to happen in your data day-to-day especially with the way people drive out on these roads and like the way random people be showing up and shooting up places like you just never know what's gonna happen anymore so I feel like everyone literally no matter how old they are needs to have some kind of plan in place if you have kids you need to have some kind of plan in place for your kids too to be honest that's scary especially now that we're going back into school and apparently, if you're a teacher, you should have a plan in place because apparently getting shot is now considered a work hazard. So, yes. Oh, can we talk about that again later? Because um, I have additional questions. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I guess on to more lighthearted issues. <laughs> if we're going to the movies and you know we're going to the movies and we've all bought our tickets beforehand, why do you not have your ticket out and ready to scan when we get there? Or, in the age of 2023, when movie tickets be sold out, why are you showing up at the time of the movie trying to buy a ticket? And then getting mad that the only spots available are on the front. Like, if you're going to show up late, accept the consequences for your actions. And then you mad, and it's 2023, so you've taken somebody else's seat instead of just sitting in the bum-ass seat you purchased. And hoping they don't show up. That also happened at the concert that I was at. Like, so many people were, like, in other people's seats and had to be escorted around. Like, but also, I feel bad for the movie theater employees, but it does bring me great joy when someone walks up to that counter and says that they would like two tickets to see the 6 o'clock movie at 6.05, and they're like, the next showing's at 10 p.m., because they sell out. It's opening night, bitch. What? Why did you think you were getting tickets just walking in? Well, I my in defense here is not the not the late part, but the the technology aspect here. I I hate how like fast everything has moved technologically, and like you know. My parents, at least, they won't go to the movies unless I go with them and buy the tickets ahead of time. Otherwise, they're like, the last time we went to the movies, they were like, we can't even do this on our own anymore because we don't know how to do all that stuff and they don't even have people at the counters half the time. And I was like, damn. I hate that you always have to go to the movies with me. <laughs> like, but. But they could that learn. They just tension. don't want to. That's true, but also it is that a barrier, there's a language so. barrier. Yeah. And then And so those translated sometimes websites no support be fucking there. awful. Yeah. Anyways, it's a lot of work. Extra barriers. Anyway, that was not the point. The point was showing up right when the movie's starting 
But also on that note, that movie does not start at 6 o'clock. I don't care what it says. You've got at least 15 minutes of commercials before that movie starts. I'm late to the movies every time. Me and See? me and my brother, our goal is to be there when we say we're going to be there. It's yet to happen. Well. Um, let's see. Another self-drag. If you knew that we were recording this podcast at 8.30 p.m. And you push it back to 8.45 every week. Why are you pulling up at 8.45 and none of your devices are connected? <laughs> Yeah, why? <laughs> why? Why? The answers are in letter M. We'll get to that. Shit. Uh, let's see, other petty things. If you invite me over for dinner, why am I getting to your house and the dishes aren't even clean and you haven't started cooking? Oh, wow. That's so inconsiderate. I'm hungry. Don't invite me. I will order food. I almost ordered food last night because someone was supposed to come to my house and cook. There was a language barrier. It was fixed. But I said that I was free until 8.45, and they were supposed to come cook before 8.45, and I was going to go in my session, and they were going to continue cooking. They left for my house at 8.50. I was giving them until 9 o'clock before I ordered food for myself. And so I was like, I'm not waiting on you. Um, anywho, I don't like when people <laughs> play with my food. That's fair. Mm, does anyone want to read it in these other ones? Sure, I did this today, to be honest. I did do, I did do this one. If we're sitting at a red light, why are you not ready to go when the light turns green? I fucked up, guys. I really fucked up. I was turning on my maps to see how traffic was because I, when I was pulling out of my, my work parking lot, I realized that there was an event going on. And I was like, mm, look, I'm the first person at this red light. But I think it just turned red. It just turned red right before I got here, so I have time. Let me open my maps, and I was wrong. I was wrong. It had already been red for a, a minute, apparently. And when I looked up, it was green, and the cars beside me were already halfway through the light. So I did do that. It happens. Well, if no one honked at you, then it wasn't too bad. No, see, yeah, you're right. And no one did. I think the person behind me was also distracted, so I got lucky. Because usually I'm the person in the back like, what the hell are you doing? Why is nobody honking? <laughs> but we don't honk out here because we're afraid to die. Yeah, I was about to say, y'all are crazy. <laughs> Guns are... Is it open carry there these days? Mm-hmm. Um... Open carry. You don't need a license. <laughs> don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. If you don't, if you don't like guns, you can always carry around a machete instead. You also are allowed to do that. Speaking of carrying around a machete, did I text you guys that I swear I saw someone who looked like he has stabbed somebody today? And I'm actually <gasps> thinking, what does it look like to look like you have stabbed somebody? You're covered in blood, but you don't look injured, and it's not just any blood; it's blatantly fresh blood. And I was like, this looks concerning. Um, but I continue to drive. Oh. I love the survival instinct of people of color to mind their own business. <laughs> I'd be looking and I'm like, I don't want you to know that I saw you, actually. I would prefer that you don't. Someone was like, did you call the police? You seem like the type to call the police. No, 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 ma'am. I am not stupid. I did not. Because they would have been like, I saw her. She saw me. I know it was that bitch who called. Absolutely not. It was not me. Right. You guys I, make eye contact as you're like... I. I will admit, I am the one to call the police. I'll tell y'all what I've done after this, after we do this. I mean, situation depending, but if you saw me, I'm not calling. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. But my dad has zero survival instincts. He Ma'am. operates and moves like a white man. <laughs> one time we were in Memphis and like there was a huge bang and we're staying in an Airbnb. We don't live there. We don't know these people. We don't know this area. I assume it's safe, whatever, but, like, I am minding my business. This man went to the place where he heard the noise to investigate and, like, ask questions and talk what? to the people. At somebody's house? It ended up, they were, like, they um, knocked over, it was two girls, teenage girls driving, knocked over a stop sign or one of the street oh. signs um, with their car. But it was just, like, we don't even live here. He wasn't afraid that they were, like, 
going to be violent people who are like, mind your business, and pop, pop, pop. He operates under this assumption of, I mean, it's very, like, male privilege like, they're not going to do anything to me. I'm just here to help. And, like, he, this is the same person who was given a ride to a person who was presumably unhoused. Um, he drove by the bus stop and I forget something happened. Maybe the guy asked him for money and he was like, I don't have any money, but actually I do have $10 and I could also give you a ride to where you're going. He, he operates like a white man would operate. And so it honestly makes sense why in my youth, seeing his light skin ass, I once thought he was a white man because he carries himself with the confidence of a white man. This Mm. is why you're a white woman of color. It is. (laughs) <laughs> it is. And this um, is why someone would think that I would call the police if I saw someone who looked like they had stabbed somebody. But actually, somewhere in here, somewhere my black ancestors came through and they said, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> I'm dead. Your story reminded me of a very different story from our sleepy friend who is a black woman and was once at the mall, um, like Black Friday shopping maybe or the day after Christmas. One of those two, same thing. And called me because she was running through the mall because they thought people were shooting. Um, But it turns out that some kids had just knocked over the lid off a metal trash can. And everybody started running. And you know how black people are. Oh, shit. (laughs) I do hate that, though. Sorry. Go ahead, Reach. Okay. Um, Uh, I don't remember. If we're going to the beach, why do you need to stop at the store to buy swim trunks the morning of? Because for me, I didn't write this, but I'm a big planner. I don't play. You knew where we were going. You knew when we were going. You should have known what you needed to go. And I feel like Riptide wrote it because she began mad at people for not acting right when going to the beach and playing with her beach time. I did not. Luckily for this person, I had a trip to Walmart planned. They almost missed out on the trip to Walmart. I was informed them. I was leaving at 1 p.m. sharp to go to Walmart. They still were not at my house. They showed up at 104. They almost got left. Um, And then I didn't know until we got to the Walmart, because the Walmart trip was for towels, because I wanted a new towel. Not needed one. Wanted one. And they were like, yeah, I went to wash my swim chunks, and they were taking forever to dry, so I thought I would just buy new ones. Why were they not washed the day we're going to the... You know I don't play about the beach or water. I definitely made Riptide stop at, like, a Walgreens or something so I could get some water shoes once. And by once, I mean, like, last year. Last June. I forgot about that. (laughs) I wasn't upset, though. I don't think. It was too early in the morning for me to be angry. She was probably grateful for, one, that it was on the way, and two, that I actually made it to the trip. If our friend who loves herself were here, she would say that she can't stand it when bitches show up on trips and don't have cash. (laughs) Did you see letter K? Is that on there? Yeah, I put it on there just for her. (laughs) Well, I'm glad we we made sure to cover that because she will literally kill you if you're talking about going to the club and you don't have cash to get in. And so as a result, you have to go to your obscure ass bank, which is out of the way. And you're asking, you knew all day you didn't have cash. And now it's eight o'clock. We're about to hop in the Uber to go. And you say, oh, I don't have $20. <laughs> like that's, that's one hilarious. way to never get invited on a trip with Brittany again. I think I think everyone in our group has has graduated from that. I've definitely been that person once. At oh, least I know. Once. I've been bullied into getting the cash. I get it now. <laughs> but I'm also not picky. I will I will pay seven dollars in fees if the ATM is right there. I'm, yeah, same. I believe in convenience. <laughs> um, same. But so I think in summary. Of all of these things. Do y'all just not have places to go and people to see? Why are you not prepared? Why do you have no sense of urgency? Um, And I would also like to leave you with the seven Ps, which are piss poor planning promotes piss poor performance. Stop it. Out of seven. I was going to (laughs) say my usual, you have to stay ready 
so you don't have to get ready. I said this like eight times during my training to my co-workers on Wednesday, I think. I don't remember what day it was. Like, I was just like, literally the purpose of this training is stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Make sure that you do not logically let yourself get bitten. Stay the fuck back. Or also, failure to plan on your part does not constitute as an emergency on my part. So if you don't have cash and we on the way to the club, girl, then I guess you get left. Because I do. Um, and other such things with the beach. So, I love piss poor planning promotes piss poor performance. <laughs> All right. So, we're going to go ahead and move on to our listener letters. And in this segment of the show, we, we, I mean I, am going to read through some letters from our listeners regarding their petty problems or things that they think may be petty. To have your listener letter read aloud on the show, email us at 99problems.pot at gmail.com. N-I-N-E-T-Y number nine P-R-O-B-L-E-M-S dot P-O-D at gmail dot com. And the first letter I'm going to read is called The Grapevine. <clears throat> Dear podcast, my neighbor and I share a fence. Well, legally, they own the fence, but we've never had issues regarding this grapevine in the last 10 years that they've lived in that home. Well, this summer, my neighbor suddenly cut part of the vine, which grows on his side of the fence. My plant didn't die, it actually continued to thrive, but it affected my plant emotionally. And if they had an issue, I would have trained the vine to only grow on my side of the fence. Here's where I wonder if I may have been petty and taken things too far. Angry about how they cut my grapevine, I called the city to report his work vehicle. They park it on the street overnight, and this is a city violation. If they want to be petty and cut my plant, which grows on their fence... They can start parking their car in their own driveway, too. I did it anonymously, but somehow the wife must have known as it, that it was me. Maybe it was a guilty conscience. Because she approached me on the matter, claiming that she cut them because her dog ate them the previous year and almost died or something. I just think that if they didn't like the vine on their fence, they should have said something. Was I too petty to report their vehicle? Was it at least justified pettiness? I would say, girl, you're wrong, because what was that vehicle doing to you? <laughs> it is too expensive to find parking in the damn city. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, I agree. I, I, I do agree. Uh, I think that was petty, excessively petty. Um, but mostly, I don't really care about that. I, I want to say that you that that person had the right to cut that grapevine if you knew that that was uh, vines do that so why didn't you prevent the vine from crossing over the fence we have viney plants at our house and we have no issue with our neighbors um cutting the vines we also watch the one that grows really fast really big um and we repeat like every morning we go out there and check on our plants and try to get them to come back over to our side we put up like extensions on our side of the fence like if you really wanted it you could have you know previously trained it um also, we've cut people. We've cut our neighbors' trees. We've cut the roots of the trees that are on our side of the fence. So, like, if that bitch falls, um, the neighbor should have been take been taking care of that tree because we already told them twice. So we're not going to tell you a third time. If that tree falls, that's your fault. That's your tree. I cut the shit that was on my side of the fence. Um, I think that this falls into tree law, which is a very complicated issue, according to Reddit. But. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that. I'll go fuck what what the rules are. In my state, I'm going to cut the damn tree. I own the I own the the land underneath my house. I own the land where my house is on and I own the airspace above my above my property lines. Um side no, on the grapevine also dogs are allergic to grapes. And grapes are poisonous to dogs. So I love that um, they casually mention, like, I guess her dog almost died or something. Like, um, ma'am, I think it did. Did and it die? I No, the dog is still alive, but oh. like, it's like, oh, it almost died. Like, whatever. Like, ma'am, like, and it sounds That's like, a serious matter. And it's like, it just sounds like they cut the grapes on their side of the fence, and they own the fence. Like, the fence is their property, and they still let you grow their grape your grapes on them. I surely was about to say, you lucky they didn't tear down the whole fucking plant, because if it was my dog... 
because that's an expensive issue. Grapes and dogs is is not to be taken lightly. It fucks up their kidneys. So if it was my dog, I would have probably ruined your entire plant. Or I would have taken all the grapes and ate them my damn self. Fuck your plant. It's right? on my fence. These my grapes now, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. I love the idea of her going back and harvesting all of the grapes because they're on her fence. That that's a petty I can get behind. <laughs> but um okay, so I said I did say that it was petty. I think I said it might have been excessively, but honestly, it's not it's not it's not crazy. But it is petty, for sure petty. You didn't need to do that, you were definitely in the wrong in the first place. Oh, they did say they can park their car in their driveway, so it's not too... I guess if you have a driveway, that's something different. I was thinking about, like, the cities where it's just, like, parallel parking only. Um, so was it... I'm curious, like, when you report their work vehicle, um, does it get towed or do they just get a citation? Because you, if you got their work vehicle towed, that's really fucked up. Because they cut your plant and hurt its feelings, you're going to mess with their money. One, to recover the vehicle, and two, for the loss of employment during the days that their vehicle was impounded. Mm. Also, as an avid vegan and supporter of plants, plants have recently been discovered to have feelings and they scream. So you having a plant that produces fruit and harvesting that fruit is un- Um, shut (laughs) isn't the smell of grass like grass screaming and crying or something yeah i feel like it's apparently like that they click and make distress sounds if you don't water them or if you cut them oh shit i gotta ask my mama about my orchid (laughs) that shit screaming sending out morse code I'm sorry. Okay. Um, All right. They didn't sign this, but I think we're done with you, ma'am, or sir. Oh, and I think we failed because we ended up giving advice to the person who cut the grapes. (laughs) Anyway, I'll go on into the next letter. Dear Petty Water Signs, I hope this message finds you well. I am reaching out to share my current struggles in dealing with the delicate family situation. As some of you may know... I belong to the energetic fire sign group, and I find myself facing challenges in my relationship with a family member who falls under the intuitive water sign category. I hate y'all. Allow me to provide a bit of context to shed light on the situation. My sister, a sensitive water sign, has taken the role of being the primary caregiver to our mother. The reasons behind this decision remain a mystery to all of us. It's no secret that my mother has a reputation for being inconsistent and often fails to prioritize the needs of others, focusing primarily on herself and her husband. I recall an incident from three years ago when my sister assured everyone that she was taking care of our mother in her home, only to discover during a holiday visit that the house was in a state of neglect. The yard was overgrown, the bathroom ceiling had collapsed, shit, and various other issues were left unattended. More recently, my aunt's visit revealed a fridge filled with expired food and a concerning lapse in basic care. About a month ago, damn, burning with concern wrote some shit. But anyway, about a month ago, our mother experienced a medical emergency that led to her current recovery period. Until recently, she was receiving care at a rehabilitation facility, undergoing necessary physical therapy. Unfortunately, due to the limitations of our country's healthcare system, drag them, she was prematurely discharged and now requires around-the-clock assistance. Interestingly enough, I learned of her discharge through an unexpected source, my husband, who visited our mother and was surprised by the sudden change. Regrettably, my sister failed to communicate this crucial information to the rest of the family. This omission led me to reach out to my sister in search of answers. In the conversation that ensued, my sister assured me that everything was under control and that she intended to temporarily move in with our mother to provide the necessary care. Naturally, I expressed my concerns about her ability to manage such a significant responsibility, given her past track record of struggling even with the simpler tasks like laundry and meal prep. In true water sign fashion, emotions ran high and my sister began to sob, accusing me of being harsh and unsupportive. Reflecting on my situation, I can't help if wonder if I was overly critical in my approach. Was it unreasonable for me to call her out on her history of unreliability? 
How might you have handled her a similar circumstance? I value your insight and experiences, and I'm open to any guidance you may offer. My primary concern remains that well-being of our mother, and I believe that together we can navigate this challenging family dynamic with empathy and understanding. Warm regards, burning with concern. She can't be in. She can't be doing this. She can't. You need to. If you're able to do it, if you care about your mother <laughs> and you want her to be around for a while, you have to. You have to take the reins. I. I. That's what I would do, and it might. If I can't handle it, like physically, I might have to figure out how to put it together financially because. I'm listening over here and I don't (laughs) I don't want to cause any problems but I'm over here wondering if your mother if your sister has a life insurance policy on your mother that we don't know about oh shit because this sounds like neglect she's like pulling tears out but yet what has changed at what point have you guys not called her out on any of this stuff i'm just wondering like it sounds like there have been multiple opportunities throughout this to like interject yourself and like you know help you know call her out on the problems and hopefully get things back and you know get your mom in in good care but like what's going on i have so many questions I mean, y'all know I'm going to drag the person who wrote this because what does, what do these water signs have to do with the bitch who ain't got no accountability? You ain't got to be a water sign to be like, you're bringing up old stuff and you're holding things against me and you're being harsh and unsupportive. All the signs say that shit when they trash and can't accept the consequences and, and accountability. Oops. Yeah, I honestly, I I disregarded anything about the signs that was mentioned. <laughs> I I'm, I don't know what any of that means. But um, I, oh god. Yeah, I would either s- step in and take charge, or tell your mother it's time that she get right with God because she in God's hand now and she about to meet his ass. No, she in God's hands now. I was and you know say- what? And it might be like literal neglect if she's hurt and like she catches an infection and and no one is actually checking in on her like and and then also this idea of her moving your of your sister moving in with her like is she trying to collect or is she collecting like caregiver money what is that's a good question i would say you're definitely not overly critical because people have to be called out and held accountable for the behavior and you're not responsible for managing their emotions so if she's sad, she's sad. And that's not your problem. Maybe she should do better. Yeah, you're not about to be messing with my mother like this. <laughs> I was going to say something like else Are you kidding well. me? <laughs> yeah. Um, but definitely, like, if you have the money, can you move your mom in with you? Can you... You could call APS. Call Adult Protective Services. And have them do a random drop in on your on your sister providing care for your mama. Hmm. I wonder. I so I don't actually have <laughs> real advice. I just have anger <laughs> and solidarity with you because I know what my parents are like. They like things very tidy, and they you know. Put a, invest a lot of time into caring for themselves in their home and so if in as they're aging if they're not able to care for themselves I hope that I can provide the same level of care that they do for themselves so that they don't have like to live in a dirty house or to look at their garden and have it like be overgrown and stuff like they would hate that and I would hate for them to to see themselves in that condition yeah i wonder too though like if if the if your mom like did she choose your sister as the one to be your caregiver because i've definitely seen circumstances like my mom thinks that my brother is going to be the one that takes care of her and okay if you want to make that dumbass decision i'm just preparing for the fact that you're going to die prematurely um and not have adequate care so that's another frustrating aspect is sometimes parents be playing favorites Mm-hmm. With their incompetent children. 
I also want to say, like, there's so much as it comes to caring for your parents, which I wish you bitches would, pre- uh, w- which I wish you bitches would prepare for. But it's not even just being overly reliant on your incompetent children, which they absolutely do because they're your favorite for whatever reason. Um, it's overly depending on the competent one to do everything mm-hmm. because of you don't trust everyone else. Like, don't actually call me then you call on my siblings because you know that I'll answer because this is exactly what got us in the situation where I answer and they don't because now you don't depend on them so mm-hmm. now I gotta do more work and I'm or, over here Man. yeah or your incompetent child feels like they're the one that needs to step up because um they think that you're con- the competent child is a bully and always like calling them out on their BS. But like when in reality you're just trying to help out your parents and they're sick of it, <laughs> so they it's like the same like you know you know what what do they say a bad cop good cop with parents like mom is usually like mean and dad is usually like really easygoing. It's kind of the same thing I feel like with people's children. Yeah, that's true. Um, anywho, good luck with your mama, girl. Or boy. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know if there was a gender, but good luck with your mama. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe you need to get a, a life insurance policy on them, too. <laughs> Just to even out the playing field. I thought you were going to say a lawyer. I'm sorry. But. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I hope everything works out for you. I hope your your parents, your mom is okay. Yeah. Oh, you could also get a lawyer and go to court and um, petition to be their medical power of attorney, um, depending on your state and if you have the money to do that. Um, anywho, um, thank you to our petty friends with their petty problems. If you want to hear your petty problems read aloud on the show, send us an email at 99problems.pod at gmail.com. That's N-I-N-E-T-Y, the number nine problems.pod at gmail.com um and we want to wrap up the show by thanking you for listening to this week's episode of 99 problems and people who don't stay ready are definitely one of them um we want to thank zinni for producing the intro outro music for our podcast you can find his music on apple music and spotify and probably soundcloud don't forget to tune in every Tuesday to hear the three of us in the midst of our villain era complaining about the things that you hate most. Toodaloo!